Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. I hit the post. That was awesome. <laughs> We've been sitting up here for like 15 minutes solving all the world's problems. We got COVID figured out. We have race relations figured out. We, we, we've we decided that just close down Starbucks instead of making it just drive through. <laughs> just, just level them all. <laughs> level them all. Just, and, and we actually, Wayne just decided that coming soon to every restaurant near you, no more free refills of soda. <laughs> if you can even get a soda on your own. Uh, well, it's Saturday. The, the latest episode. Here it is. Um, check out the website, everything we talk about. In fact, there's one more thing I got to put up there before I update the website. We'll be getting to, but cffpodcast.com. Everything we talk about, it's there. The links. We have our eating with the NFL recipe. Stu Voigt's. Uh, spicy chicken tortilla soup. Wow, that's it's up good. on the website. Stu Voigt, uh, believe Minnesota Viking, and offensive lineman. I think so. And went to college for the Badgers. Played oh. college football for the Badgers. There you go. But his his chicken enchilada or no chicken tortilla soup, Ooh. spicy chicken tortilla soup is there. As as you know by now, the executive producer Wayne, he's with us today, filling in for Dan. Everything in the podcast is COVID free. Everything in the podcast is COVID free. I got I got three inches of, of plexiglass. No, actually, don't. But we are up here in the. Uh, well, yesterday it was really hot and sticky, but today it's it's actually not bad in the Dr Pepper. One day of relief manner. before we start up again tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> um, news and notes today. We got not a lot of stories, but the stories that we have, I believe, are going to take a good deal of discussion two grumpy old men exactly <laughs> <laughs> and then uh we have our next our next installment of position rankings number three that could be possibly fantasy position rankings number one and we're going to do running backs this week the got, most important position got that coming up and then of course fantasy fantasy girl of the week uh It's, how do I say this? Not going to be a lot of information for you, but... Is it fantasy model of the week? No, no, no. Oh, dang it. Well, it's, well she, yeah, she's a model. Oh, perfect. Yes. Yeah. Easy but, enough. And I, and I don't have a total num- a total bunch of information on her, but, you know, there's there's pictures on the website, so you can... Yeah, you, get, you get one guess right, and exactly. the rest fall into place. The information doesn't help you with the guesses. That's with, right. With the, with the measurements. <laughs> Uh, send us some emails. You got questions, comments, concerns, CFF podcast at hotmail.com or you can get Dan at strap 1971 at yahoo.com. Uh, brand new information for you. I sent out the email to all our past contestants in beat the host and, um, all that kind of fun stuff. We have a new, a new contest going this year and, uh, this contest, it's going to be a little bit different. Normally, 
we let everybody play for free, but this time you're gonna there's gonna be one winner in each league, and we're hoping that we can have more than one league going. We're we're gonna do a guillotine league, everybody, and uh, we're gonna call it the Glutton's Guillotine League, <laughs> and we're gonna do that because each person that enters the league to get in, you're gonna have to send in a a restaurant gift card. Now, when I when I first put this together. I was talking with Dan about it, and uh, I said, well, let's just do a $50 gift card to a restaurant. And since this is, we got nationwide listeners, and we even got listeners from out of the country, it's got to be a restaurant that anybody can go to anywhere. So, like a chain, basically. No Tim Hortons? No Tim Hortons. Sorry, Canada. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I had decided on $50, but... Dan came back after I sent out the email to our past listeners and contestants, and he said, you know, $50 is kind of a lot. And he has a guy that wants to be in, but he only wants to pay $10. I'm like, well, thinking to myself, that's not worth it to me. Is, is, this, is, a, is this a negotiation compromise? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, like the, we're like the MLB Players Union in the, in the league right now, <laughs> trying to decide on how many dollars to spend. So I'm like, $10 isn't worth it to me to even get the website set up because that's going to cost a little bit of money to get that going. Um, so I, I'm, I've made an executive decision. It won't be 50 won't be 10 Wait a minute, let me guess. Okay. 25 Tw- I was going to go 20 I go twenty five. You're 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 the executive. No, I'm gonna go twenty. Okay. More people. So everybody that wants to be in the league is going to have to get a twenty dollar gift card to a restaurant, and uh, you're gonna send it to me, and then uh, you'll be in the league. Yeah. So each, like I said, we're hoping to have more than one league. So the more listeners that want to get in, there's going to be a limit this year as there has been in the past, but each league is going to have 17 teams. Like I said, the entry fee is one $20 gift card to a restaurant that can be used by anyone in the United States or Canada or Europe or whatever, who knows, whoever wants to be in. And it's going to be based those, on... Those Russian fast food <laughs> restaurants are hard to find. <laughs> the league is going to be based on a basic PPR scoring system. One point for every 10 yards passing, rushing, receiving. Six points per touchdown, running, receiving, or throwing. One point for every reception. One point for every completion. One point for each sack, fumble, recovery, or interception. Two points for a safety. Six points for a special teams touchdown or defensive team touchdown. Each roster for this league will consist of 15 players that will be drafted. The draft order will be randomly selected once the league is filled. And the starting lineups each week will consist of one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, two flex, one defensive team, defensive special teams team. And then as far as free agency goes, each team is going to have a bankroll of 200 fake dollars to start the season for making waiver and free agent moves. At the end of each week of the NFL season, the team with the lowest score for that week cut from the league. They're done. Hit that player. That team's players will go into the free agent pool, and everybody else is going to get a chance to make free agent moves with that two hundred fake dollars that they have. Um, waiver wire will run according to order finish from the previous week, lowest to highest. 
like I said, draft order will be randomly decide, decided, and then uh, we'll do a, a live draft room kind of draft type thing to get your, get your uh, team. The winner of the guillotine league, the person that is left after week 16 or week 17, right? Uh, they added this? two games. One well, that's game? preseason. No, 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 the, to the regular season. That doesn't start this year, though, does it? I believe it does. Oh, really? Yep. Because you have the extra playoffs. Or, or maybe, and I'm not, I'm not going to even. Well, we it. have 17 teams. So yeah. the, the last person left at the end of the season. There you go. They will be the winner of that guillotine league, and they're going to receive all the dining gift cards from that league, which is going to end up being $200, $300 worth of food, which is why we call it the Glutton's Guillotine League. So I'm you, in. You're interested? Okay, you're, Wayne's in. I'm in. in. Yep. I'm, I'm doing Dunkin' Donuts, so don't anybody else do Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> well, they're, they're closing 450 of their stores, so. Crap. <laughs> I'll find somebody else. I'm going to do Starbucks inside eating. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> That's all going away, too. So I'm going to make this guarantee to everybody. Like I said, I'm going to be in every league that we have. So there, there's my little fun thing. So. You'll you'll get to go against me in every league that there is. So, so you can you can beat you can beat Dave in multiple leagues. Is what he's saying. <laughs> so if there's three leagues, I'm going to be in all three of them. <laughs> if you want to be in more than one league, let me know when you send in the email cffpodcast at hotmail Send it in saying Glutton's Guillotine League in the sub subject head headline and say hey I want to be in. Here's my name. Here's my address. Here's my phone number. Um, and then I'm the I will respond to you and let you know the address where you need to send your gift card to, and and uh, we'll we'll get it going. And I and I will just add that uh, as a second place finisher in last year's contest, yes, those uh, gift, gift cards gift cards came in handy. This, I, this I, is this is a truck driver's best friend contest. Uh, that, no doubt about <laughs> it. You, you got to whittle your way through and get them all used. But I did it. <laughs> So, so that's what we have going. We're probably not going to be doing a beat the whole situation this year, uh, just because. Who knows if there's even going to be a season? Valid. I'm I'm thinking there will be. Uh, and again, if if there isn't, I will send all the gift cards back to the people that entered. So it's going to cost me a stamp. Oh boy! Times a lot of people. Better get the forever stamps. <laughs> Just in case, ooh, Knip's buying stamps. Let's raise the price. Uh, so that's it. The Glutton's Guillotine League, this year's fantasy podcast contest. You want in? Let me know. But now, what everybody's here for, it's the League News and Notes. Uh, you know, it's a lot of shit going on in the league and it's hard to find actual news because of all the crap that's going down. But we're going to start with something that is probably the biggest story of the week. And no, it's not Patrick Mahomes signing a contract. Wow. That's coming up a little later. We're going to start with Cam Newton has been plucked off the black and white video production job mvp mvp <laughs> and he's been given a contract with the new england patriots now i have a lot of thoughts on this 
<laughs> as you would suspect. Eh, who knew? First one is, do the New England Patriots have anything to lose in this? I mean, it's basically a lottery ticket for them, right? Yeah. They're yeah. either going to strike the the jackpot or they're going to end up doing what I do with my lottery ticket and just toss them in the garbage can after, <laughs> after the drawing. I mean, they, they basically gave him the league minimum for a guy who, rightly or wrongly, my case wrongly, was named NFL MVP, forever changing the importance of that award. I'm just, I just, I was just curious. When's the last MVP that you actually agreed with? Um, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I know you didn't like Lamar Jackson. Well, I, no, I, I mean, know you didn't like Newton. Cam Newton is the reason Lamar Jackson got it. Guys <laughs> that don't deserve it getting handed the awards. But like I said, the Patriots have nothing to lose. Either he works out or they get rid of him. And this isn't going to go, I don't think it's going to go well for the Patriots at all. You don't? I, don't know, I don't know how you think. I don't I mean, the, the only thing that scares me is he's starting to. Get cocky. Yeah. Yes. That worries me. Has, well, in every ball that you've seen him throw in his black and white videos, have you noticed that they've been high or wide? Are you, are you suggesting that maybe or he was with uh, Josh Gordon? No, no, I don't. I don't mean that. I'm just saying we're we're being sold his bill of goods on how amazing this guy is. Well, yeah, and it's he, like he's all jacked up in all his videos. Yeah, so. they're showing they're showing the videos, which I would assume are his best throws of the of his sessions. Yeah, much much like the Kaepernick video. And every one the, the the receiver is jumping, or you got Odell Beckham having to reach way to his right and make a one-handed catch. And I think that's an Odell Beckham problem. I don't think that's a <laughs> Cam problem. But anyways, my whole thing about this isn't going to go well for the Patriots. I mean, Newton is, does not seem to be the type of guy when you think of the Patriot way, right? I mean, it, it's yeah. more Cam's way. Yeah. The, on, the only positive to this is I can't see Bill Belichick putting up with Cam's way. That's going to be the interesting dynamic is – Somebody's got to win that. It's a question of who. Right. And a, and a brilliant man described it this way that I heard on the radio. He goes, the Patriots went from Tom Brady and his yoga studio mentality <laughs> to Cam Newton and his Studio 54 mentality. Ah, yes. Uh, and again, other talking heads are doing with Colin Kaepernick. Now we're, we're supposed to pretend that Cam Newton... Didn't have throwing mechanics worse than Phil Rivers due to shoulder injury. We're supposed to forget the reason Cam hasn't played football for a while, which is his ankle. And that ankle injury and what Liz Frank also? I don't know if he I don't think he was Liz Frank. Anyways, he's now become practically immobile. And we're supposed to believe that the Carolina Panthers wrongfully just got rid of him. I'm no, I mean, it's it's the Brett Favre. I mean, that's the you know, we need to move in a different direction and yeah, you know, yeah. But Brett Favre was old and talking retirement. Well, in but in Cam's situation, different kind of quarterback. Yes. So he's old in terms of the style of quarterbacking that he does. Right. He's a that run, he's good at. He's a run first guy. Right. Those guys don't last as long as the pocket guys. I mean, you know, Favre was a little bit of a hybrid. He ran a little bit. He could throw amazingly. Mm -hmm. 
but those guys last longer than the than the runners. Right. So I, I heard I heard one talking head guy saying that okay, and this is where you're gonna have to come in here. Um, the Patriots are going to win twelve games now that Cam Newton's there. No, 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 no. No, that's not gonna happen. So. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what he's looking at, but the Patriots team is still glacially slow, even with Cam Newton there. Right. And he just added a quarterback who is nowhere near as good as the old slow quarterback that just went down to Tampa Bay. Yeah, different style, but I would agree. I mean, I, I, I would think Jared Stidham's probably more elusive and maneuverable than cam newton is right now right? well i mean and they stuck with they stuck with the we're gonna play stidham for a long time before they finally signed cam so right <clears throat> and that's anyway i heard another <laughs> i heard another talking head say that cam newton is going to be a 10-year starter for the patriots that's not likely i don't think cam newton's One fantasy football said Cam Newton should be considered a low quarterback one because of his running ability and goal line love. Did did he watch Cam Newton the last time he played? He can't run anymore. No, I think they're referring back to the heydays. He got benched for an unproven white guy. Yeah. Well, again, like like I said. But, you know, you got to look at you got to look at Belichick here. The upside for him, if he makes this work. Oh yeah, he's, he will be, he's the master. He will like, be the yeah, genius. Yeah, Tom Brady, who? Yeah, exactly. If if he can make this work. Yep. Ex NFL or ex New England executive Michael Lombardi came out and said, "Watching Cam Newton throw and move, there is no doubt he will be the starting quarterback." Well, I watched Cam Newton throw the ball. <laughs> and like I said, every one of those was high or wide, and that was no one in his face. Oh, yeah. No defense. A receiver who Cam and the receiver knew where they were going. Nobody defending that receiver. Best case scenario for me goes like this. Cam Newton, at best, plays the first couple games and either gets injured or plays so bad that he gets cut by the team. Although there are reports out there saying that he is not guaranteed a starting job, regardless of what ex-New England executive Michael Lombardi says. But don't you think that's all this coach crap where we can't make... Um, we have to have a competition? We, well, we can't make... You know, Stidham was the heir apparent for a few months, and now all of a sudden you're going to yank the rug out from under him. If, if Cam is any, is any semblance of what he was in the past, there, there's no doubt he's going to play over Stidham but yeah and I, I that's the problem I'm having I I don't I don't see it I don't see it as well and the the bigger problem I is, don't know how he's gonna get his helmet on that well, head you, <laughs> you see that hair here, here, here borrow here borrow one of his grandma's helmets <laughs> and and you know but no I mean the, the the interest the really interesting thing of this whole thing is that there is no preseason now right I mean, so they're going to have two games, so I don't know if they're planning on playing the st- – I highly doubt they're going to play the starters. Well, and aren't they talking two or, – or is it – which I see, I forget. The NFL wants two preseason games, right? Correct. They want to get rid of the first and the last game. Correct. The NFLPA doesn't want any preseason games. 
And I, I, and they want to exchange jerseys at the end of games. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Which they have a valid point. Oh no, they're, they're absolutely right. <laughs> that's crazy. Absolutely right. Here, you go tackle each other, sweat on those jerseys, bleed on those jerseys. But oh god, don't you do that them. after the game? <laughs> We're gonna find you're you. You're gonna die of the corona. Well, in, in that in that light, I don't know if you saw the latest thing on the um, Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. For baseball, yeah, these guys are facing jail time if, right. if they leave. if they if they leave the but there that's that's kind of a scenario though where they actually have the hotel right in that stadium, right? So they're all staying right there. But but how many how many NBA guys have you heard, including the Bucks, uh, Gasol brothers, yeah, saying, "Oh, good luck to them keeping us in this you know bubble," right? They're not, it's like the old Packer days where the guy snuck out on the day of the, you know, the day before the and playoffs. That, and that was before a pandemic. Exactly. I, I, I just, I wonder if, if the NBA is actually going to be as tough as they talk. Like the, if you leave the bubble, you're, you're, you're done until you test negative twice or whatever it is, or. I, I don't know how they can be tough if they want to actually have, I mean, cause the seasons it, it's a, it's a round robin tournament basically. Right. But I mean. You can't tell me LeGroin James ain't going to be the first one to tell. Well, not, I shouldn't say LeGroin. Um, who's the other guy? Is, the, he, is he still alive? LeBron? Yeah. Because he hasn't said anything about Deshaun Jackson. I'm just curious. Hasn't said anything about Deshaun J- or uh, Steven Jackson. Yeah. So Or, um, or Malik, he, uh, whatever his name is. Yes. And, and But then stand up for China. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, anyways, <laughs> back to football. <laughs> The other scenario with Cam that I see is that Cam is nothing more than a Cam body and doesn't even make the final roster. I don't care what crap Island Bill Belichick is trying to sell everybody, but he is not the player that is going to fit into the Patriot way. Whether you are looking at the fans' view of the Patriot way, which is do your job and hard work, or the Patriot way that is a little more evident to football fans right now, which is cheat your way to the top and hope you don't get caught <laughs> and if you do get caught just lie about it yeah until it goes away into and, the news cycle and you lose a million some dollars in the third round pick <laughs> um i don't see the cam circus going over well with the team and especially bill belichick with or without the signing of cam newton the patriots are not a playoff team i think i don't know, they got they got a really good defense so their defense will keep them in most games i think yeah, but you still need to score points. Yeah, yeah. And they're really slow. <laughs> they are very, really slow. <laughs> they're very slow. Uh, I think this is more of a let's try out this newfangled offense type thing that's taken over the NFL and, and see if we want to make a move to this kind of an offense next season by drafting one of the three big-name quarterbacks coming out of college. So are you saying they're tanking? Well, I don't think they need to tank. Because I think they have, don't they have um, a pretty high draft pick to begin with? And all the people that are going to be worse than them, they all got their quarterback right now. That's true, too. There's a lot. I mean, there's a glut of quarterbacks in the league. So being quarterback deficient right now ain't a bad thing. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Jordan Love? Yeah. Like I said, being quarterback deficient. (laughs) Meanwhile, Colin Kaepernick still reportedly has not been contacted by any team over the last several weeks. Oh, wait a minute. I, I'm going to do a Dan here. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get too excited about drafting the washed-up 
one-year wonder for your fantasy football team until he starts to get serious about taking a backup role in the NFL and starts working out for teams in the NFL. This story is just going to continue to simmer on the back burner, which is exactly what Colin Kaepernick wants. He gets more pub by not being on a team than he does being on a team and stinking up the joint. Right? Absolutely. Next story. Reports out of Pittsburgh are that Juju Smith-Schuster is likely going to be lined up in the slot position more this season due to the addition of Chase Claypool. Interested in that? I don't believe it, number one. I mean, I believe he's going to be in the slot. I don't think it has anything to do with Chase Claypool. Schuster did not have a spectacular season last year. Granted, that may have been due to the lackluster quarterback play of the backups in Pittsburgh. May have. (laughs) But in what could be the last season with the team and Roethlisberger back and hopefully healthy, you might just see a big bounce in performance in order to get that next big contract deal. Smith-Schuster is currently hanging around wide receiver 12, which makes him a low wide receiver one, right? That seems high. Which settles in at the bottom of a third-round grade for a 12-team PPR league. Still seems high. Still, Really? You, don't, you wouldn't want him? Not as a, tw- not as a 12 wide receiver. I, there's a lot of guys I'd take over him. Word out of San Francisco is that the team is currently in contract extension talks with Raheem Mostert but they're not saying how much project progress the two sides have made to this point. With the latest information being Raheem Mostert is requesting a trade. <laughs> I, I, I don't, frankly, I don't know who Raheem Mostert thinks he is asking for a trade, but with that said, it is sad to say that Raheem Mostert is the best back on the team right now. With an ADP of around 44, most fantasy owners there still think that Tevin Coleman is going to be getting a pretty good share of the carries. Coleman currently ranked right around the same position as Mostert. So which half-ass running back is actually going to get the work? Uh, I, I I think it's going to be what... Uh what they've always had there. It's going to be whoever's hot hand and most are just going to happen to be the hot hand last year. At the year. end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he could be, he could be completely, he could be this year's Matt Burita. Yeah. And last season, Mostert had more rushing yards running the ball than Coleman did. However, neither one of the two backs were close to recording 1000 yards rushing. Here are the details for both guys. Coleman, of his 544 yards rushing, 30% of that yardage and five of his six touchdowns came in two games. In the other 12 games he played, he was unreliable. He is nothing more than a handcuff at best, as he is also considered unreliable in the passing game. Mostert, on the other hand, averaged 99 scrimmage yards, scrimmage yards on 16 touches from week 13 to the Super Bowl. And even with those impressive stats, you can't count on Mostert to dominate touches for the 49ers. And that isn't good for a guy who is considered the most dynamic back on the team. Correct. Best you have going for you right now is having him, what, top of your RB3 list? If, yeah, if, if he was your RB3, I think you'd feel pretty good, even, even if he ends up getting his request to get traded. 
Yeah. And now, I, I tried to stay away from this topic, but <laughs> but here we are. It continues, everybody. Not only are we going back to have to listen to so-called black national anthem prior to the national anthem at the NFL games, we have to deal with another team that has just given up to the angry mob and fallen victim to their ridiculous demands. That's right. The Washington Redskins are being forced to change their name because some uncomfortable white and black people can't seem to deal with the name Redskins. What does that have to do with white and black people? Oh, they're the ones complaining. <laughs> oh, okay. The actual Redskins aren't. Aren't. Oh, there you go. Welcome to America. Pay no attention, like I said, to the fact that 90% of Native Americans polled have no problem with the name whatsoever. What do they know? Get that name changed now. The best part of all this is that the Chicago Blackhawks not being made to change their name or logo, even though they also have an Indian head as their logo. The Atlanta Braves have basically come out and said, F you to everyone. We're not changing our name. And furthermore, we will never stop doing the tomahawk chop, which is, in my opinion, more racist and offensive than the name Redskins. Yeah, absolutely. Same with the Kansas City Chiefs. No changes for them. I mean, I could go on and on. You know, the funny thing is the Chiefs won the, the championship last year. Haven't heard word one about them. No. All they did during that game. Tom Hawkshop. <laughs> and then Cleveland Indians, they had that laughing Indian logo. Uh, they went Chief, and gave Chief that. Wahoo. Yeah, they gave up that, and they just put the C on their logo, on their hat. And they're going to, they're talking about changing their name. Apparently, Indian is offensive, too. So, Cleveland so, Indians are changing their name. So, saying a nationality <clears throat> is. Yes. It'd be like saying the, the Wuhan Chinese. Oh, that's it's very racist offensive. to Chinese very people. Very offensive, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like I said, I go on and on. Florida State Seminoles. The the one that's really racist. Uh, where are the northern Minnesota people going to start complaining about the Vikings? Oh yeah, yeah. And what about? I still say more racially insensitive and offensive. And I don't know how they get away with it, but. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I was just going to say that's that's the one that sticks with me all the time. I I don't know how that's never ever brought up. How inappropriate is a drunk a Irish drunk, exactly. low little munchkin exactly. with his fists up? So you're offending the little people. You're, you're offending, offending the, the drunk Irish, Irish you're people. Offending the drunks. You're calling him the Fighting Irish. <laughs> oh. That's crazy. Dan, but in my opinion, Daniel Snyder being targeted because one, he's a Republican. Well, what what happened to Schneider? Because he was always he was, much like Atlanta. F you, I'm not changing. Right, anything. like like last time he he said, I'm not changing this name. Yeah. Well, apparently all the minority owners, like the the guy from FedEx who who has a naming rights to the stadium. Okay. They said you either change the name or or um, we're not going to name the stadium. I'm like, okay, fine, we'll find somebody else to name the stadium. See, I I would. I would think that this is a perfect place for the conspiracy theorist to come yeah. out. But because you have Kansas City, yes. I, it, it, well, it, it makes no sense. It's like if you're going to do it, do it for everybody well, in then, one league. But this, this is what happens all the time with these things. It's like you have these people who are are so overly offended that they have this tunnel vision. All they see is, all they see is the Redskins. Yeah, yeah. They don't see everything else. 
Well, because and, I think because Schneider's been so outspoken right, in the past right. that he's naturally the target for this. Right. So, and then Nike went and took all their merchandise off the website. You can't even find Redskin merchandise. So they just go to Reebok or yeah. New Balance or whoever the hell makes merchandise and uh, cut another deal. So I, I saw I saw on our score app the five leading candidates according to David P. Woods for the new oh, Washington nickname. Haven't seen this. This is you interesting. This? No. Number one, the Washington Red Tails. So not only do we have to get rid of a name that allegedly is racist to Indians, we now have to consider a name that, of course, refers to a all-black fighter wing from w- World War II. Oh, is that what this is yeah, for? The, oh. the, the, black, the Washington Red, the Red Tails were... The uh, Tuskegee Airmen, they had all their, their tail sections wh- painted red on their when, warplanes. When did Tuskegee move to Washington? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, I mean, the name itself is so foolish that, that the author of the article had to add that you could easily tie the name to the red-tailed hawk. Oh, see, I was thinking animal. That's what I was thinking. Which is a bird of prey whose range in North America includes Washington, D.C. Oh, there so, but now you have two things. You can, ooh, a red-tailed hawk and... It can be whatever you the want The Tuskegee Airmen because we love black people. <laughs> a, he also says that the team could continue the use of the red and gold feather logo that adorned the 1970s throwback uniforms. So the Washington feathers? No, this would be the whole red tails. Oh, the red tail. Yeah. Oh, but, the, but they're going to use... Their- the, yeah, the, the logo without the... It would be just the... Uh, for, if you go back to... Washington Redskins 1970 logo on the, on the side the, of the helmet. It's the circle with the feathers. Yeah, it was a yellow helmet back then, and it had the big red R in the middle. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, um, I like the throwback stuff, so I, I'd be for that. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I have to tell you, I've learned something over my 53 years on this planet that if you have to go out of your way to rationalize something, <laughs> it probably isn't a good idea in the probably, first place. Probably not. <laughs> and back to the red-tailed hawk. The next name. That is apparently up for discussion is the Red Hawks. So, so did they did they determine they had to keep the word red in whatever they decided? No, this is just oh. the the top five okay selections for this guy because two of the two of the five are just unbelievable. So, so essentially, going forward, every single mascot has to be an animal or inanimate <laughs> object. Yeah, because this is another thing that happens. Okay. Another thing that happens when a team is bullied into changing their name to something that's a very small group of people feel is offensive. They usually go with some obscure what was, or what, irrelevant animal name. What was the Mississippi one where they came up with? The land sharks. The land sharks. What the hell is that <laughs> to do with Mississippi? <laughs> and how many sharks are there in Mississippi? Exactly. That's Unless you're st- down on the coast. That's just so stupid. <laughs> I mean, Syracuse Orange used to be the Syracuse Orange Men. So they, they changed to the orange, which you know what, isn't an animal. Why is orange men? I, I don't know. Well, I th- I thought I was always under the impression because this happened a while ago, but I was always under the impression that it was uh, sexist because they have women's teams. Oh, so it says men in the title. Yeah, it was it used to be the Syracuse Orange Men, and they changed to the Syracuse Orange. I didn't even I didn't even yeah. recognize that happened. Yeah. Well, then you have the Marquette Golden Eagles, That's which the stupidest. You know. Um, Marquette Warriors, which offended just the head priest that ran the college, so right. we had to change that name. And Warrior isn't uh, well one no nationality or ethnic group or whatever. It's, no Warrior, you want to be a Warrior, right? Yeah, 
Exactly. That's, that's a powerful. <sighs> Washington pigskins is the next one. Oh, for God's sakes. No. I mean, this is supposed to go back to the whole, um, what they name the, the hogs. hogs. Yeah. So yeah. Everybody, everybody's going to wear pink dresses. Yes. And, oh, my God. Yeah. And here we go. The one that Marquette had to go away from, the Washington Warriors. Yeah. Well, obviously, we can't do that because it's offensive. Well, and, and this is going to, because I'm going to make a selection at the end of this. Okay. But the most stupid name of all, even dumber than the Pigskins one, the Washington Football Club. And the rationalization for this is, throughout most of the sporting world, including Europe's major soccer leagues, teams are primarily known by where they play. Well, and I think in the NFL that, or way back in the <laughs> early days of football, it was it was more that. Yeah, it the, was it's whatever football club. Or, or the owner, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. Chicago Staley's, the Browns. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, soccer fans also sit and beat each other during the game. <laughs> True. Because they're so freaking bored to watch the game. Should we incorporate mob fights during the games too? I mean, if we're going well, to use time. soccer you get, as a... You got to have something at halftime. You got to do something. Yeah. Secondly, soccer isn't a sport, so That's I don't know true. why we're following you that. You can't use your hands. It's not a sport. Quit trying to ruin the NFL more than the NFL is trying to ruin itself. <laughs> yeah, they'll do it all by themselves. They don't need your help. <laughs> so, as, as a little add-on, three of the five names I just gave you that are up for... Uh, suggestion according to this guy he had like logos that were included with with each oh, name okay every one of them includes the indian feather and even one of them adds two spears to the logo so how to okay. the indian feather. so now, the virginia cavaliers had cross swords as yeah. their logo they had and to that change was considered it racist and that was considered racist yeah. so how long before with the spears and the feather yeah how is that not racist uh, and for what it's worth i say go with the washington warriors it's the best name of the five that are listed there. And it is a way to kind of thumb your nose at all the haters. Did, did it have a logo associated with it? Yeah, it was, it was the, it was the um, same as the 1970s thing. So it would be the... The, the R with a feather? Feather and R, W and the... Whatever. See, I think the only problem I'd have, or I would think people would perceive to have with that, is it's still the Indian imagery, right. which I thought they said they were getting rid of. Right, but... The, if you, you went wouldn't with, have to have the Indian head, no, no. But a, a, a right. What other what other iconoclastic group of people has wore feather? feathers in their head in their hair? Hippies. Uh, again, I said iconoclastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Vikings didn't. Uh, I mean, the other groups that you would consider with warriors. Aztecs. I can't think of anybody. Uh, they might have. But I don't know. Yeah. But aren't, aren't Aztecs Indians in some form? Yeah, old, old Indi- before the Indians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I guess. So you're just offend, you're just offending older people. Yeah, but <laughs> and this is a way to kind of thumb your nose, saying the Warriors is thumbing your nose at the haters because it's it's a way of having Indians without saying Indians. Why? Because the, the part that was the most racist, according to everybody, was the word Redskins. So we it wasn't yeah. necessarily the 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 Indian head; it was the Redskins. So of the Redskin group, let's mm-hmm. just take that as a group of people. Yes, the most aggressive of those Redskin groups would be the Warriors. Yes. So you're just you're just taking a subsection of the Redskins, and still using them as your and, and you know it's it's not like you're 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 changing history and making things up about them. No, I, I mean Indians no. were fighters who were kind of brutal. Yeah, a lot of them. They, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm baffled. But when you go after the haters and you consider the haters as they usually do, 
they, like I said before, they never think beyond their myopic little tunnel vision and they miss what's right in front of them. They never look down the road and think, Hey, the owner of Redskins could choose a name that we might not like and still think is offensive, but we got them to get rid of Redskins. Thus the Warriors. The team could still use the Indian feather and they wouldn't have to change very much in their 1930s era fight song. But the question I have with this whole thing is, I get they're, they're keeping the coloration. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. But isn't this, honestly, at the end of the day, bottom line, you got to believe, and I, I'm going to go with the, the uh, conspiracy theorists, the NFL was going to pay these guys off to change their yes. name, so get, get everybody off their back, Absolutely. even though the Kansas City Chiefs are having their thing. Yep. And down the road, the, the money grab for Daniel Schneider is, oh, look, everybody has to they buy to new buy merchandise new because, yep. whoa, they got a new name and yep. new stuff. And like I said, if I was Daniel Snyder and I owned that team, not only would I try and do everything I could to keep the Redskins, if I had to change it, I would go one step further. I would do the Washington Red Warriors. Oh, there you go. I, I mean, honestly, I... I, I Unless it's unless it's business related, like you said, Nike Nike is throwing their weight around in this whole thing. But I, and I don't know how much money Daniel Schneider is actually worth. But realistically, the guys over history that come out the best in these kind of things are the guys that just say "f you." Yeah, and stand up for themselves and say, and- "Look, there's nothing offensive about this. We've talked to the like the Florida Seminoles." Yes. The, the, They've talked to the Seminole tribes. They don't have a problem with the name. They've embraced it. They're part of the whole thing. If if Daniel Schneider went out and found out whatever tribes are from Washington and got them on board, and maybe he already has. I don't know. But <laughs> The Wampanoags or I, I have the, no the idea. Thanksgiving Indians? Yeah, it doesn't seem like to me I remember a big, a big uh, tribe from Washington that was. <laughs> and, by the way, I don't think Washington existed back then, so. It's cuckoo crazy. Yeah. But, you know, back to more f- important fantasy football news and notes. Okay, there you go. The Kansas City Chiefs, along with their apparently unoffensive name <laughs> and Tomahawk Chop, have made Patrick Mahomes the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. In the in the history of sports. Sport, is, is it sports? Yep. Like there isn't a soccer guy making? Not for Well, much. soccer isn't a sport. Exactly. We've, we've described that. <laughs> the team agreed to a 10-year contract that could be worth over $500 million. The question becomes, what does this do to what was a very le- legitimate question beforehand of, could the Chiefs be the next dynasty? It depends on if they can pry away one of the Cowboys' accountants, because apparently they can make money come out of nowhere. <laughs> But otherwise, I, I don't know how this doesn't hamstring them in the short term. Yeah. I mean, the more I think about it, I think I agree with Dan because he has always been saying, back to when all these big contracts were being paid out to quarterbacks and running backs, that these large contracts are going to keep teams from being able to sign other positions of need for good players. And they're never going to be as good. That's what he was worried about with the when he when the Packers gave Aaron Rodgers all that money, which is now looks like nothing. Yeah. I mean, this can help them next year because there's already talk that the the um 
the salary cap is going down. It definitely, it's definitely going down next year. So I don't know how this helps them out with all that. I mean, it's going to end up hurting fantasy football. I mean, how long is Tyreek Hill going to be a big name fantasy receiver? A few more years. I mean, yeah. Because if he can stay on the team with Patrick Mahomes and get his next big contract, he's going to go and end up playing for. Didn't he just? Didn't he sign an extension? I thought he got. Uh, didn't he just get back from being? Yeah, but I think right after that, I thought right after that they gave him a big deal. I thought I, maybe I'm wrong. <clears throat> maybe I'm wrong. I'll do my research while you're while you're giving people information. <laughs> I mean, the money isn't there. The same is going to go for the Cowboys, like you were just saying. Should they decide to give you a huge contract to Dak Prescott, the money isn't going to be there for the other big names. And I, I mean, I, I doubt it's there already, like you were saying, because well, they're, they're all these being, guys are getting money. They're being rumored uh, to the um, the safety, I think, from the Jets. Oh, to Jamal Adams? Yeah. The, 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 that's the, yeah, he that, wants to play down there. That's the trade everybody keeps talking about. I'm like, where are they getting the money to trade for this guy? He's got, he, he wants a massive contract. Yeah. And speaking of trades that everybody's talking about, Uh-oh. who do you believe? The Cleveland Browns are saying that David Njoku remains a big part of the team's plans. However, David Njoku has said he wants out of Cleveland. A little bit of both? Well, I think they're both true. Yeah, I mean, if... And reality tells you that even if Cleveland says he's a big part of their plans, that's all... I seem to... Team talk to... Get more for a trade for Exactly, for somebody to give him more more than they want. This is only good for fantasy football owners. David Njoku should want out of Cleveland simply because he's not going to be the primary tight end for the Browns. They got Austin Hooper now. And they just drafted Bryant, so... I mean, this is this is going to put a big tight end weapon on the field for another team rather than having two top tight ends on one team. Right now, while he's a Brown, and Joku is hovering right around tight end 35, which isn't even a starting caliber tight end. And that's probably high at this point. And if he gets traded, like like uh, you were sending out that, you sent out that article about David and Joku to the Packers, which... Did you ever read that again? Who who was right about what they were talking about making the deal? They did, I didn't see anything in the article about the trade. I, I went back to the Bleacher Report one, and they said a fourth or a fifth. Yeah, because well, whatever you sent me, I I heard I saw in there a third, and I could have swore the way it was written, well, which means it's a good <laughs> exactly. You know, we need better reporter. <laughs> but I was reading that they were talking Jay Sternberger in a third for David and Joku. That, and to me, that's just too much. Too much? Yeah. I, yeah. When they said a fourth or a fifth, I was excited because that's perfect. Yeah. Gives the Browns a, a second-day draft pick, and they lose a tight end where they have a new rookie going to fill in for him. And a tight end who, again, last year had, what was it, a head injury? And ju- oh. just just to back up on the Tyreek Hill thing. Yes, Three-year contract extension for fifty-four million. Okay. So he's yeah he's got his money. That's uh, still a but lot of money it, going out to yeah, one guy. It doesn't help. They got the they got the guy on the defensive side. Uh, is it Clark that they just gave a crap ton of money to? And they got Mahomes. And they're I, gonna well they have a, a new running back who isn't going to be getting anything for five years. Yep. Unless he turns into Ezekiel Elliott or Melvin Gordon and 
But even at that, plays that, that game, that's at least three years away. So you got you can't worry about that right now. They got young receivers. Yeah, McCole Hardman. You know that um, Robert Brooks, no, no, I think, or which no, um, Robert Woods. No, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like old, yeah. old man memory. Wasn't planning on bringing this up. No, so yeah, but anyway, they're uh, the guy they got from Buffalo, and it just. Oh yeah, 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 it, Robert. Isn't it Robert Woods? No. Or Robert, he's a he's, he's a Ram. A, he's a Ram. Robert Brooks is an old Packer. And I don't think it's Robert at all. Okay. Well, the guy they got from Buffalo. Yeah. He uh he's gone after this year. Brown. No. He he's definitely cut after this year. Smith. So. No. Jones. No. You're getting closer though. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but I mean, you know, after after so Hardman takes his spot, he'll still get paid. You gotta replace uh, Kel- uh Kelsey. Yep. Kelsey. He's he's making money. Yep. They gotta have somebody on the offensive line and on the defensive line making money. And so. especially if George Kittle gets the bank he thinks he's worth. Exactly. That jacks everybody up. Because Kelsey's actually better than well, him. but Kelsey's thirty older? Yeah, he's thirty something, so all right, you ready for some fun with the news and notes done? Unless you have anything else you want to bring up? I am. Re- well, are we, are we going to talk about uh, running backs? DJ, who? Deshaun. <laughs> you know, I I wanted to, and I just I just couldn't. I I, I go there. I couldn't do it without becoming a bitter, angry. I mean, I had a hard enough time doing it with the Washington Redskins name change. Can I, okay, can I just you go ahead and do it? Can, can I just can I just weigh on one little? Thing? And I'll be the guy that says, "Get off my lawn." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It just, I mean, I think everybody knows that Deshaun Jackson came out and said, or attributed a quote. That wasn't even Hitler's that to was, Hitler? Yeah. Was but no, I didn't even get to see the quote. Do you, do you remember what he said? It, it was, some? it was, yeah, it's definitely anti-Semitic. It's about yeah. the Jews um, um, threatening the Americans, they call it, and, and, um, making basically making them doing their bidding and it's just it's just i don't it's it, not good well it, 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 it's not good and it honestly makes no sense right and then uh, for him to go come back and say oh i misunderstood okay number one if you're posting something yeah you should know what the hell you're posting yeah you should know what you're doing you're an adult and then number two out of the whole thing this comes out breaking news. The the owner of the team is Jewish. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> this is so stupid. And then, well, no one well, ever no one ever accused Deshaun Jackson of being the smartest guy on no, in the NFL. He's he's isn't always he, isn't he the flat earther guy too? No, that or am was, I thinking is that a basketball player? That's a basketball player. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, he, yeah. All right. But he, he had uh, he had. I guess the the balls to come out and say something that idiotic and stupid. He got called on it lightly. Yeah. Very lightly. Would you or I be working right now? I mean, let, let's just go back to the Drew Reese situation. He was called out by every single person of color mm-hmm. for being uneducated and not knowing what he was talking about when he said that the national anthem. Yeah. And yeah. kneeling, in were my tied opinion, together. you should show respect. Right. Yeah. And he was called out for that. Yeah. But yet, Stephen Jackson, or not? I'm sorry. I'll get back to Stephen Jackson. But uh, Deshaun Jackson comes out and posts something that's clearly anti-Semitic, and 
other than a few people, the media, the other players, all the people that were up in arms about Drew Brees have little or nothing to say, including Mr. LeBron James, who right, disappeared right. on this. Well, yeah, because, well, it. I tell you, black people stick together. <laughs> and I don't mean that. I don't mean that. In a, but they, they do. They Stephen Jackson, you brought him up. Did you did you read what he wrote? Yep. Uh, defending Deshaun Jackson's yep. comments. Well, there there were uh, Malik- and this was after he knew that it wasn't even a tribute. It wasn't even really Hitler, right? But there, but there were. I will say there were other guys that came out and said that this was stupid, right? I mean, and there's there's a guy on on Bleacher Report that said clearly he didn't think this through, which is you know ob- ob- <laughs> that's obviously, not an excuse. No, exactly. It's not it's not a reason for it. But I mean, I I just I I didn't want to just gloss over it because it, it's it's I, I guess to me the thing that set my set me on full tilt was yesterday or whenever I sent you that thing about Julian Edelman. Yes. Who is a recently converted Jewish person. A Jewish by marriage? No, just converted. Okay. Um, oh, it, so he's not even really Jewish? I, I don't believe so. I, I, I read his thing. Because they were making that out to be like, oh, J- yeah, Jew- Julian Edelman, who's Jewish, wants to take him to the Holocaust Museum. No, he, no, he even Julian says... Edelman's Jewish? No, he's even, he even said in it that he's new to the struggle, so he doesn't understand a lot of the back of this. Yes, but my whole problem with the whole thing is, yeah, is it great that he that he made um, that he re- I guess that he reached out and said, oh, you know, I will I will take you to the Holocaust Museum. You take me to the uh, Black History Museum, yeah. and you know, then we'll have the difficult conversations. All that is is laudable and great and all that, but why in the hell? Do we have to do all this stuff on social media? Yeah, if you, if you do if it you, in private. Yes, if if you honestly want to do the right thing, just reach out to the guy, have a conversation with him, not the whole freaking world, and then it's yeah, done. Settle it like adults. Exactly. Well, and I want to know where the where the equality is. I mean, that's what we talk about now is equality. Remember the remember the white lineman for the Miami Dolphins who was making fun of a black lineman. And, um, oh, um, that's Richie Incognito. Yeah, hazing him. Yeah, practically got kicked out of the league. Yeah, he's playing for uh, the Rams. Is the Rams now? The Rams. Yeah. So I think it's the Rams. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was Buffalo, but maybe Buffalo last year. Anyways, so he practically gets kicked out of the league for just you know effing around with somebody doing doing what they've done doing since what, they were in since, high school. Yes, in college. And it's not, not hazing and whatever that's it was. Right. Right, but, but it, it's what. Guys, that culture overroided guys do correct but and he gets kicked but deshaun jackson can just unbelievably and, and you you know what you know what the finalization of this whole deshaun jackson is thing is they just find him oh yeah oh yeah of and course do, do you know why they just find him because they no because of the stupid mistake they made multiple years ago um um riley cooper oh yes when yeah who at a concert use the n-word yep yep and yep. they were slow to respond and they were very light on the punishment because mm-hmm. at the time this is what the nfl was doing and i mean you know riley cooper who yeah, exactly and now because of that they got deshaun jackson doing this and unless this happens where they find out that his contract can be voided because of what he did and then they can cut him and it doesn't cost him any money right 
they're going to be stuck with just finding him and doing this because of Riley past, Co- and that was the same team. That was exactly. the same team. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, that was my that more, was my rant, for and today. that was a race relations thing we never even talked about <laughs> earlier. Exactly. So we're done with the news and notes now, everybody. It's time for our list. This is the running back threes in fantasy football that we think could perform as running back ones. And I'll start with my first guy, my number one guy, Ronald Jones of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, he's ranked right around RB twenty seven ish area. I got him as thirty seven. So yeah. really, yeah. Well. Wow. Mine's even a little higher than. Yeah, I'm thinking average draft position changes every freaking yeah. day. So my number one guy, he's going to ball out this season as a Ronald Jones owner in a dynasty league. I am actually hoping this happens. I've gotten a number of trade offers for him, but I'm holding on, not because I think Jones is going to get more work because of the amazing Tom Brady, but simply because Tampa brought in Tom Brady. And he is going to prove to everyone that he is not the magical weapon that everybody's painting him to be. Meaning, they're going to be running the ball a lot because well, Mr. Brady can't throw anymore. You actually hope that he is the weapon that they said he can because if they're if they're playing from ahead, yeah. Ronald Jones is going to a lot more get a lot more carries. Or if Tom Brady can't throw, uh, and they're going to if he down can't, the field, it's going to be they're, they're going to have to find somebody. Else. Ronald Jones. In the flat catching balls. Uh, yeah, apparently, he's a better pass catcher than uh, the receivers that are we are being told are no, no, spectacular. No, the, the, the other running back that they drafted um, this year. Oh, who's he, the guy he, they had he, last Sean year? Vaughn. Oh, yeah. They got rid of Peyton. They, yeah, they got rid of Peyton, and, but they still have that Mbika Wale, Goomba oh, Wale from Wisconsin, from Wisconsin right? Wisconsin. <laughs> yes. And granted, my idea of Ronald Jones is going to have an RB1 performance this season depends heavily on him being able to pick up blitzes better than he did last year. There's no way in hell Jones stays on the field if the cheating crybaby Tom Brady <laughs> takes a hit this year because of a missed blitz pickup. Didn't they just lose a offensive lineman, left left tackle, left guard? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I thought... Uh, I, I'd have to care about Tampa Bay. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Jones was never considered a receiving threat, even though he recorded 31 receptions last season while playing... In 38% of Tampa's offensive snaps. Add in Tom Brady, who is now unlikely to be able to bomb the ball down the field. The dump-off pass to the running back is going to just add big numbers to Jones' season stats. After all, look what Tom Brady did for James White over his last four seasons. White averaged 68.5 receptions. Yeah, but Jones just isn't that good of a receiver. That's, that's the, at least that's the, that's the knock on him. You drill that ball in there. Yeah, I mean, it'll stick. I mean, it's not like you can't learn it. It just, it's just <laughs> that he wasn't coming out of college. And like you said, Tampa Bay let Peyton Barber go. There's no reason why Ronald Jones shouldn't be able to shatter his RB twenty-seven to thirty-seven standing this season. Ronald Jones. They also have the easiest uh, strength of schedule against the run. Really? Uh, in the league, uh, you know, it's presumable, but. So that there's more. You interested things. in Ronald Jones? I tried time? to make a trade. I, know. I tried to make a trade with you. <laughs> Don't think I didn't throw something out there. Ooh, who do oh, you have? Hold, hold on. Hey, James. <laughs> yeah, I even tried to make a trade with Dave. So just uh, just pay attention. 
Well, here's the question, because uh, Ronald Jones is my number two guy, in, but I, I categorize differently, of course, I, I'm because I'm playing the Dan role today. Okay. So I can't you follow. You have a tie? I can't follow. The, no, I just can't follow the rules. Okay. Um, so this is actually, uh, he's my number two player in, in terms of player uh, improvement or team improvement. Okay. So he, he was my number two guy in that category. So I, why don't you just go through your No, list. you go ahead. Well, because I don't know who to throw. Well, I'll go. My number one guy. This is this is a guy. I would lock this guy in and say absolutely. This guy is going to finish as a number one, All right. regardless. Uh, David Montgomery, Chicago Bears. Okay. Um, last year, it obviously the Bears played horribly. Their offensive line was a shambles. Uh, their defense got beat up and tired and hurt, and they did not play well at all. So I look just out of just out of the basic, um, getting back to the mean. Um, they should they should improve his standing alone, and he was twenty number twenty five last year, and I have him at number twenty five this year going in. So I I don't see how he doesn't improve. He he's gonna get the bulk of the carries. They don't have anybody else on the team unless uh, Tariq Cohen. Well, Tariq Cohen will be the receiving guy. Yeah. But as far as carries go, uh, unless Ryan Nall or all these other unknown guys that they have on their roster prove to be something all of a sudden, he's going to get all the carries. And he was number two in the NFL as far as red zone carries last year. Leonard Fournette took 100% of Jacksonville's red zone carries. Okay. Um, David Montgomery took 87.5% of the Bears' red zone carries. So he doesn't have a quarterback taking carries from him. He doesn't have another running back taking carries uh, from him. They don't really zone. have a quarterback, though, either. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> then, then he definitely won't take carries from him. <laughs> but I think in, in the past 10, this is, this is the stat I'll give you for him. The past 10 years, there have been 125 running backs with at least 240 carries in a season. None of them finished lower than running back 25 and he finished running back 25 last year he's definitely going to get over 240 carries he's definitely going to get their red zone work i don't know how this guy doesn't finish as a running back number one if the bears play reasonably well <laughs> if, they, if they show up for the game <laughs> well there's you know there's always a catch my my next guy damian harris of new england right now ranked right around rb 59 ish area this is this is some guy that you may even be able to get on waivers after the draft is over, but unless you're in the dynasty league with me where? this year because he's on my roster, is he? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking more regular, you know, redraft or whatever the word is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, unlike guys such as Alexander Madison or Tony Pollard, who are going to need injuries to get ahead of them the starting guys for any serious playtime. Harris Harris is the complete opposite. He just needs to show that he is better right now than James White or Sexy Rexy Burkhead. And Sexy Rexy almost got cut. He, he had to rework his contract. Yeah. Or even the oft-injured Sony Michelle. Yeah. It's all, it's all Damian Harris has to do to get on the field. Exactly right. show that you're alive. Yep. Harris never got on the field last season, but that isn't Difficult to understand as no running back sees the field under Belichick as a rookie unless he is a first-rounder. Going into this season, I see Damian Harris splitting time with Sony Michelle at the start of the season and then taking over the starting role shortly after the first couple of games, even after signing Cam Newton. 
I think the Patriots are going to lean heavily on the running game. Yeah, and I, th- I, I would agree with you except for one thing. I don't think he's going to share time with Michelle. Michelle's got an injury. He's, yes. He's having problems with his knee, and they did the, oh, it's almost the season. I think I better <laughs> let's, have a, Let's have my surgery. I better have a surgery. So I don't think he's going to be ready. So you think he's shared time with James White? I think James White stays in the third down role. I think he shares time with Rex Burkhead. Okay. Such that it is. So I think he's going to get, if he plays reasonably well, and you look at Michelle's yards per carry the last two years, not great. So he, I don't know how much he really has to do to have the job. So he could be the full-time starting running back and fall into that David Montgomery category where he's going to get 240 carries just because he's the guy. Right. He'll get their, he should get their goal line carries because they don't have a big pounder. Um, Ronald Jones for Damian Harris. You're offering that right now? No, I'm not. I'm oh, okay. Because just... I would have thought about that. <laughs> I would have thought about that. <laughs> and uh, Damian Harris is my number one under my sleeper category. Okay. So he Really? Was, yeah, he was my number one sleeper because I don't know how many people are actually going to be paying attention to him right now. Well, my, my sleeper guy is actually like sleeping. I had I had two sleeper guys. Do you? Okay, good. Yeah. Because you know, because I had a tie because you know, I'm playing dance. Why role. not? <laughs> All right. So next for me is my third guy. I'll I'll go with my third guy under the um, team improvement category, and that'll be uh, Darius Geis. Oh, if this guy <laughs> can stay healthy, if this guy can stay healthy. <laughs> And again, this is the guy that I got from Dave. He wouldn't trade me Ronald Jones. I tried to get them both. <laughs> but if this guy can stay healthy, last year he had 42 carries for 254 yards and two touchdowns. That's 5.8 yards a carry. That is pretty dang good. And with Chris Thompson gone, yep. and I think Adrian Peterson may not make the team. He may be cut. Adrian wants to play till he's 40-something. Yeah. He wasn't- so I mean he he can want he can want a lot of stuff and <laughs> poop in the other hand and see which weighs more but uh, I I just think that guys the, the problem with Washington is they've got 472 running backs yes uh, they've got Bryce Love coming off of surgery last year they've got um, Adrian Peterson they've got guys they've got Antonio Gibson who's the new gadget guy um, they signed um, did they sign Pey- Peyton Bart or was that Washington. Oh, that is Washington. Yeah. So I, they signed Peyton Barber and somebody else. Uh, the so guy, the Riverboat, guy from Seattle. Riverboat Ron is going to be busy. Well, uh, the thing is. Uh, uh, the guy from Seattle, not Chris Carson. Um, 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 not Mc, it's not McKinnon, but it's uh, Kiss, McKissick. Oh, McKissick. Yeah. McKissick. Yeah. yeah. Jared McKissick. Yeah. So that's the other guy they got. Now, probably half those guys won't be on the roster when the season starts. Right. But I think Riverboat Ron's just trying to find out the best guys. And I if... Geis is not hurt. He's the best guy there. So I think that's that's my play on the thing is like here's a guy that at least at least that's the thought. Yeah. I mean, that's what he's been sold as. Yes. I mean, he needs to play a season. He need, he needs to get a, but but here's the here's the thing. He's only 22 years old. Yes. He's extremely young. So I I go back to Keenan Allen in uh, San Diego when he had trouble his first few years and couldn't get on the field and he's like, "Ah, this guy's injury prone." Hasn't been injury prone since, but he still has that label. Right, he's one of the best receivers in the league. So kind of like AJ Green. No, AJ Green is injury <laughs> prone. <laughs> that's a that's a certainty. My next guy on my list, 
Daryl Henderson of the L.A. Rams, ranked right around RB41 right now. And I, I got him up there because Todd Gurley's now gone, headed out to Atlanta. Henderson is poised to be the number one guy in L.A. The year may start off with a timeshare between Henderson and uh, Brown. However, if you watch the two guys last season, Brown got more carries by a two-to-one margin, although the Henderson should get the looks this season, especially considering the Rams moved up to select Henderson in the third round last year. And even though he only had 39 carries last season, Henderson was clearly the more elusive back compared to Brown? I would say yes. Okay. The I'm, 20, I'm, I'm going to throw a big monkey wrench in this later, but okay. <laughs> the 223 carries and 49 targets in the past game that Gurley took up last season have to go somewhere. And Henderson's 5.6 attempts per broken tackle and 95.1 elusive rating were both inside top six running backs with at least 35 carries last season. And even though he only had 39 carries in his first year as a pro, you can't ignore the fact that he averaged almost nine yards per carry in his final two years in college. I like me, Daryl Henderson. You're going to throw a monkey wrench, you said? I'm going to throw a monkey wrench. Screw up everything? Yep. You must have forgot that they drafted Kim uh, Akers this year from Florida. Well, I, I didn't forget that, but he's a rookie. It doesn't matter. He's gonna She'll play be there. fine. He's going to be. He's going to be the lead guy there. I think Henderson's going to be the third down guy, and Malcolm Brown's going to go back to obscurity for whatever reason. He's a great running back, and I don't know why they don't use him. But I think Cam Akers is going to because their offensive line is horrible. The and Rams. The Rams' offensive line is horrible. It was great. Well, their defense is their defensive yeah. line is good. But I think um, because his experience with Florida and them being awful offensive line wise, right. I think he's got the better experience. He's the better. He, I think he's a better running back than Henderson. They 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 drafted him in the same round as Henderson, third round. But I think long term, I think he's going to get the. I think he's going to get into carries, and Henderson's going to wind up being the third down guy. Because we had a we had a rainbow bed last year with Henderson and Malcolm Brown. Did I win? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. You did. But oh you well, know. there you go. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, so I I actually had Cam Akers on my list. Yes, but I took him off because I just wasn't. I, he he did. There were so many guys. There's so many guys in this category. Right. But so I I just didn't I didn't keep him towards the top. So that was my thing. Well, then I noticed too. There's a lot of guys in there that are going to be the starting running backs that are still listed as RB threes, basically. I mean, there were there were guys on there like like you said, Cam Akers. Yeah, I mean. Even if it's timeshare, yeah, that's who, still considered a starting quarter or running back. Whoever the starters are, I mean, you want to draft them, obviously. And if they say they're third round guys, that's that's what they want to say. But I, I think the biggest category in this discussion is the injury re- relief guys, right? So if the guy in front of them goes down, who's the next man up? And that's those are the guys that if you're going to gamble in the third round, those are guys you might want to gamble on because. This year with the the COVID and all this no training camp and stuff, (laughs) I think there's going to be more injuries than ever, and I think you're going to find you're going to be going through running backs and receivers like toilet paper. That's probably true. (laughs) Your next guy. My next guy. um, I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift from Detroit. Again, a rookie. Shocking that I'm taking a rookie. Right. But um, ideally he'll be splitting time with Kerryon Johnson to begin the season. 
But as we can all guess, Carryon Johnson is going to get a hangnail or <laughs> in the first game. In, in the first game, probably and, first quarter. Yeah, so that that leaves the rest of the you know that leaves the rest of the carries to Swift. So I think based on going into the 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 um uh, not the yeah into the draft, he was the number one running back. But then when the draft all fell, everybody's like, oh, he went to Detroit. Yep. It's not so good. But in reality, in the long run, if he's if he's the only guy there, that's worth a damn. Doesn't matter. Somebody's got to carry the ball. So that he he would he would be my my guy. And I think I think um, if Johnson goes down, he's a lock to be a top ten guy. And it's especially I think Johnson's done. Then oh yeah, if he goes down, yeah. this is third year. Then going yep, down, be, be three years in a row. The same thing with guys. If guys yeah. goes down again, yeah, nobody's going to trust him. My next guy, actually, this is my last guy before the sleeper. Who? Boston Scott of Philadelphia. Right now ranked RB48. Scott appeared in 11 games for the Eagles last season and started two of those games. Not bad for a former sixth-round draft pick who spent multiple years on the Saints and Eagles practice squads. Scott has moved up in the pecking order due to injuries with the Eagles. He proved to be very effective as a third-down receiver, especially late in the season. Much of his hope for him to be able to give fantasy owners RB1-type stats will be based on whether or not Boston Scott gets a regular role with the Eagles. Um, I'm thinking he will at least be a timeshare, which is much more than he got last season. I see Boston Scott getting the full number two role behind Miles Sanders, and that should be enough to get him low-end RB1 stats. Could do it. Boston Scott now he's, on my radar. He's he's my number two satellite back. Okay. And the, the thing with him is that last, again, like you said, he didn't get to play a lot last year. Right. I mean, you know, Philadelphia has this this reputation for wanting to use a committee approach, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, Miles Sanders. And they had. They had uh, Jordan Howard last year. And they also, didn't they still have um, that short fire plug guy? Oh. Because um, uh, that's who they're comparing Boston Scott to this yes. year. Yes. Oh, shit. Why can't I remember his name? The guy that's been there, yeah, been there forever. Yeah. Anyways, I'll think ah, of it while we're yeah. Well, well I mean, in, so when he when he finally got to play, when you know Jordan Howard went got injured, got traded, got you know out, you know he was on the outs. Agung uh, Bowali still the third down. Oh, that's Tampa Bay. What am I thinking here? Who's the third down guy? Uh, was that's another, the guy we're trying to think of. No, it was another Wisconsin guy. Um, we're not doing very well. No, we're not doing great on this. But anyway, so uh, at, at the end of the season, Miles Sanders obviously put on a show. He really started to play. Boston Scott in the last four games got kind of got the role that you're talking about. He was the number two guy. He was the third down uh, pass catching back. Corey Clement, you're thinking. Corey Clement, yes. Um, but he ended up with uh, Boston Scott in the last four games ended up with 82 points. So that's 20. That's over 20 points a game. Mm-hmm. And that was only four points less than Miles Sanders scored in those same four games. So if they go with a two-man committee instead of a three- or four-man committee, and these are their two guys, both of these guys have the potential to be uh, running back ones with with this offense because they're going to run the ball like crazy. I agree. Remember, all their receivers are going to get injured again. you got Alshon Jeffrey and uh, uh, Deshaun <laughs> And, and all these guys, and then they got all the rookies. So I, I just got a feeling that they're going to wind up running a lot more than they did last year. You know, this, this guy is going to 
drive me crazy because I can't think of his. I, I got Wilbur Montgomery in my head, and it's, I know it's not him. It's um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it'll. I, I guarantee it'll pop into my head at some point. He used to be. No, he was always on the. He was always on the Eagles, wasn't he? No, he he went to. Where did he go? San Diego or somewhere like that for a couple uh, a year or two, then he came oh. back. Man. When he was when he was at the end of his career, and I'm, I'm sitting here trying to search through. The Eagles running back list, and of course his name isn't on there. No, because I don't think he's on the team this year. Anyways, yeah. All right, all right. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you a quick quick on the last few guys that I got here. Right. So under under my injury list, uh, rated number thirty four right now, uh, J.K. Dobbins. Now he's got a he's got a long way around to do it, but again, he's backing up Mark Ingram, who is old. And could easily be one of these guys because of the COVID, because of no camp, who, if he doesn't come in in shape, could get easily hurt. And if Dobbins gets in there, he's never coming out. Catches, right. catches the ball, runs the ball, does everything. So I think uh, he's, a, he's a good guy. And, and if Ingram misses time, he definitely can finish in the top ten. Uh, last injury guy is Alexander Madison. Now, with Delvin Cook threatening a holdout and an injury risk, you got a double whammy there. So Madison, assuming that Cook misses time, which he will, right? Um, and if if Cook decides to do, you know, uh, his holdout, Le'Veon Bell thing, then Madison could easily be a number one guy. And the the last guy I got on my list is under the satellite category, and that's Kareem Hunt. Oh yeah, 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 this, yeah. This guy's Cleveland. this guy's legit as just the the change of pace guy and the third down guy. But if anything for any reason were to happen. He would be he to Chubb. He would be the number one guy, and he easily he's already done it before. He easily could finish in the top ten. And that guy we're thinking of, Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles, that is the guy. <laughs> you are correct. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I almost pulled something there. My sleeper for this year's fantasy drafting situations. He's uh, right now ranked right around RB forty nine. Oh, can't be the same guy. Plays for the Buffalo Bills. No. Zach Moss. He was on my list. I took him off. Yeah? Yeah. I'm placing Zach Moss in my sleeper back role or sleeper role at running back, and you're going to want to watch him in your drafts. He should go pretty high in dynasty leagues for the main reason that I see him getting the Frank Gore role with the Buffalo Bills. He was a third-round pick for Buffalo, and he's been very tough running style and very good tackling, tackle-breaking ability. He is coming to the Buffalo Bills off of a knee injury, so there's that to watch for. Um, but now that he's a year removed from the injury, hopefully that'll things will get better. He didn't have a very quick 40-yard dash at the combine. And in Dynasty Leagues, you definitely aren't looking at him to do much for you this season, which means uh, there's a chance that, unless, of course, you know, there's injuries pop up for the Buffalo Bills and Mr. Singletary gets... He's a small. On he's the sideline for He's some a small reason. back, so it's it's definitely possible. And again, everybody's at risk this year with the COVID. Should things go the way that they are expected, without injuries to anyone in the backfield, I see Zach Moss giving you about 650 rushing yards and around four to five touchdowns this season. And that's if he doesn't get much playing time as a rookie and without injuries. 
and just to give you my la- my last guy, and this is this will be the sleeper of sleepers. This will be <laughs> sleeper deep. of sleepers. The sleeper of sleepers. This is this guy's your right, last pick in the draft. He, he's he's ADP seventy right now, <clears throat> uh, or running back seventy right now. Um, Joshua Kelly from the Chargers. Okay, because um, last year they they really leaned on Austin Eckler, and that was going to be their guy. Everybody thinks they're going to go into this year. And he's Austin Eckler is going to be the man. He's going to be the guy. Well, the problem is, end of last year, if you look at his stats, about halfway through the season, he dropped off dramatically because he couldn't he couldn't take the pounding. And I think they've realized that, and I think that's why they drafted uh, Kelly. Everybody's talking about, um, oh, who's their backup? Um, Austin Eckler and... <laughs> oh, he's a nobody. He's a, just a nobody guy. Um yeah. Anyway, he um he could play a role, but uh, it's a guy from Notre Dame, I think. Um, he could play a role, but I really think that Kelly's going to step Justin in. Justin Jackson. Jackson, that is correct. So, you know, Kelly has could end. He could end up being in the Melvin Gordon role. Well, Melvin Gordon was a top ten running back quite a bit. Yeah. So until he got an it, attitude. Exactly. If he gets that role, there's no reason. I mean, obviously the quarterbacking's less than it could be. Uh, but he's he's a potential guy. He's just like I say, he's a sleeper down the road. And and can I can I give you one? Fell asleep, woke up, fell asleep again. <laughs> sure, deep deep sleeper guy. Sure. And this is because of somebody that you mentioned earlier. Okay, Raheem Mosert, who wants his contract redone. Yes, is being a pain in the ass for the Forty Nine ers. Yes. Right now. If he continues that, or if he does. I, I can't imagine him holding out, but let's just say something happens, or they trade him. They drafted, or they picked up a guy that was undrafted, was supposed to be, um, it was one of the guys that all the all the talking heads were talking about as, you know, a sleeper candidate kind of guy. Right. Well, then he didn't do great at the combine, which a lot of guys didn't do because they did it at night and it effed up everybody. Yes. But Salvin Ahmed was an undrafted free agent, which they do a lot. They've got Jeffrey Wilson. They got Raheem Mosert. They got Brita. This guy is most comparable to Brita, and that was their starting running back until At he got season, hurt. Yeah. So if this guy is anything like that and can go up the charts, they're going to play the best guy. They're like Seattle. I don't yeah, care when you were drafted. Care, yeah. Best guy is going to play. So that's just a guy You're to on put the team on, for a reason. Guy to put on the back of your your notes, and you know you're stuck in the draft. You the only got thirty guy. seconds left. Yeah, <laughs> look look for that guy. <laughs> you know when you draft, go oh <laughs> wow that oh, might that might have been racist. That might have been. <laughs> I don't know. There's the line. I stepped right uh, over. I look out the window and see if anybody's painting Black Lives Matter on the road, oh, Fred. Oh no, they they power washed all that off. Did they? Yeah. Well, yesterday though, at uh, in New York. The mayor, de Blasio, was painting one on the street in front of Trump Tower. Oh, did you know that they you know they had it down here in Milwaukee? No. They had a big all this big protest stuff painted can, on the road. Can we be freaking um what's the word? See, this is the chewing on lead paint when I was a kid. Smart? No, can we be original in anything? Oh, no. We have to follow Oh no. Ed. I, 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 Otherwise, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have that web. What's what's the website where everybody goes to to do crafts? Etsy. No, well, that's one of them. But there's Pinterest. The Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, we're we're a Pinterest society. <laughs> oh, look what I did to protest! I'm going to post it. Oh, goody! Oh, look oh, what they be, did. That'd be Instagram. <laughs> oh, same thing. Yeah, it's all the same. Crap. In, Insta Facebook. Yes, yeah. exactly. 
All right. Well, that's it for our running backs. Next episode, we're going to do the quarterbacks. But until then, it's time for the Fantasy Girl of the Week, everyone. Uh Uh-oh. Where the party at tonight? Is she an actress? She's not an actress. She's she's a model. Is I this mean, is the orange top picture the same girl? Yeah, all three are the same girl. Wow, that doesn't even. Look I, good I tried to give you a little mixture of, you know, hips, waist, top things. But yeah, all the same person. Why yeah. you think she's acting like a different person at orange one? No, she just looked. Her, her hair is much much darker. Yeah, well, I think it's wet and her eyebrows are different. Not so straight. Well, you know, women they they change your eyebrows. I look at the I look at her nose though, and I see. Yeah, I, I can say in all three of these pictures, her eyebrows are completely different. So okay, yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's time for fantasy girl of the week, everybody. The part of the show that we put at the end because this is what everybody wants to hear. And in order to get to it, you need to listen to the other hour and a half worth of stuff. <laughs> Fantasy Girl Man Time, everybody. Your time to go to the website, cffpodcast.com, and look at some beautiful women. Well, actually, beautiful woman changes every episode. This week, it's Polina Volinez. Holy crap. She's a Belarusian Instagram model and influencer. There you go. So obvious. (laughs) She was born December 7th, 1999, making her 20... 20 years old? Oh, I can't. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I can't guess on this one. Like I said, she's Belarusian. Her father is Italian and her mother is Russian. As a social media personality, which I know a lot about, she has attracted more than 1.7 million followers. Of one is me to her Instagram account. There you go. I'm one of the 1.7 million. There you go. I'm a follower stalker type. <laughs> That's right. Polina moved to Italy when she was 16 years old to work with an agency in Milan. And that, that's all I have for information. <clears throat> Not a lot out there about her yet. She's too young to have a history. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, Do you have anything sideways, by chance? Oh, dude, I, I, I don't. Okay, the no, the most not... sideways is going to be that, okay. that gold lame yeah. swimsuit bottom one. Okay. Um, the 20-year-old model and Instagram influencer stands... Five foot eight inches tall. Oh, I was gonna guess five eight. Were you? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> has, has Dan ever gotten points for height? Well, he's never said that I was thinking five eight. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> when he does, we'll give him the bell. <laughs> she has brown hair and brown eyes, and that that helps with the measurements. And her measurements are start wherever you wish. I'm just going to start on the top and work my way down. This 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 is a difficulty, okay? Because it's so it's so varied. If I I'm going to go with one fixed. This was another one I did for Dan to try and catch him. Yeah, this one definitely. I think this would have this could have played havoc. Although you know Dan has a good eye for this stuff. So <laughs> so if I'm going to go, I'm going to say thirty two. Thirty three. Oh. You can do bra size or no? No, that's that's Dan's. I'm going to say it's uh, uh, A. 32A. So if you would have said 32A. Oh, man. You've gotten the bells. <laughs> Waste. That's three in a row, Dan, just so you know. <laughs> um, One which isn't official. Well, yeah, we'll take it anyway. So 
to say 23. Wow. That's exactly right. Told you if I get one, I can get the rest of them. <laughs> All right, now the hips. Those Russian-Italian hips. Yeah, that's what's going to throw me because I can't see the junk in the trunk. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm going to lean back on the old standards. Yeah. I'm going to go with 36. Oh, close. 35. 35. I was going to say 35. I'm like, nah. 33, 23, 35, 32A. Paulina Volianez, your fantasy girl of the week, everybody, here for the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. And that's it. Next week. Or not well, we're gonna have to be starting next week soon enough. Doing them pretty weekly pretty soon. Uh we're gonna do the RB or quarterback threes that could do quarterback one performances. This is gonna be tough because there's just not a lot of quarterbacks out there. Well, there's a there's lot of guys that can thirty two of as, them. Yeah, there's and there's a there's a lot of guys that could be listed as quarterback one, so Right. So uh it'll be a short list and I'll but, give you my sleeper who, if you remember I had a sleeper in my draft mock-up. You're not talking about Cole McDonald. Cole McDonald. What a memory. Like What him. a memory. Yes. <laughs> he's he's going to be my sleeper. Oh, okay. I'll have the stats for you. Well, you, you want to save a lot of time next week for um, viewer um, messages <laughs> and stuff? Yes. Because, you know, everybody's going to call you about the about the new league. The, okay. The, the um, Glutton Guillotine League. You, Ac- you, actually, I did get... Um, I... Uh, in fact, I gotta go. Oh no, I don't, didn't upload it yet. But one of the the new the new member of the Dynasty League from the podcast, James. Yes, does he go by Jim or James? <clears throat> James. James. Okay. So he. Uh, I, I called him Jesse. By the way, I, I felt like an idiot because <laughs> Jesse's the guy leaving. I sent him an email and said, "Jesse, welcome to the league." And I'm like, I sent it to him, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I just sent the. Yeah. Well, you're a rookie. But I, I sent him back when I said Ro- apologize for calling him. Anyway, so, um, yeah, he sent me a text. He goes, uh, I have a rainbow bet. I'm like, well, technically, you're not allowed to make rainbow bets, but we'll let it go through because I, I liked it. He can it, he can jump on a rainbow It was bet. the one he said, he said, Cam Newton will play more than the first four games of the season. He'll be a starter. I'm like, oh, I'll take that. James, I have a Cam Newton on my roster. More than willing to make them available to you. <laughs> and this is the rattling the drunk drawer. <laughs> so I said, oh, absolutely, I'll take that bet. So so he, Dan and James are on the side that he's going to play. He's going to start more than the first four games. I, I got to say I'm on their side. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't think he makes it through two. I think he's going to, I think he's, if he's as he's being advertised right now, which seems to be, you know, Bulking big and you know yeah, healthy. And that's so, all. But he's not running, so that's yeah. all. Cam Newton's advertising. Well, yeah, that's but not a. I'm, I'm gonna nonpartisan group. He, he's on my roster. I'm clinging to that until I'm proven wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, that's it. We're gonna do quarterback one or quarterback threes next week, and we may even do, um, depending on who's here doing the show, might even do a, a little fantasy dynasty mock draft. Oh, that'd be cool. Kind of go through. I mean, it's not that we could do an actual mock draft. We'll just have to go through who we think are going to be the top You actually 10 to 20 picks. There is a way if you use one of those uh, robot things, set yourself up as a specific spot. It'll yeah. draft everybody else for you, and it does it really fast. Can it give away the fact that I traded away four of my five picks? No. 
No, but if you if you're oh, are you talking about doing an actual mock draft for the real league? Yeah, but I mean oh. that that's going to be. We'll just kind of go through the. That's going to be boring though, because um, between me and uh, Justin, yeah, we and have you you have all have, the picks. Uh, I mean, the first three rounds. <laughs> and Henry was he's going well. I only need to put together a list of forty players since I only have one draft pick in the draft, and it's a fourth round. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and he's he won, so he's got the fortieth pick. Oh man! Because I only need a list of forty players. I'm like, oh, you really only need a list of one. You just got to figure out who the first thirty nine are. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we probably do that next week, and of course we'll have another fantasy girl. But uh, until then, don't forget to check out the website cffpodcast.com. And if you want to leave some messages, uh, voicemail or text. Fan line, we have that available yet, 414-520-8249. You also want to use the fan line to get involved in the Glutton Guillotine League that we mentioned at the beginning. Feel free to do that, or you can send us an email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com or strap1971 at yahoo.com, and you can let Dan know. I should probably call him and say, hey, people might be emailing you to get into the Glutton Guillotine League, so just don't throw them away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but until next week, you have anything else you want to – now Same who won? Thing. Who won the? Uh, who won the league of uh, the um, the podcast listener league last year? It was um, what the hell was his name? Why do you okay, do this to me? It doesn't matter. You took second. The winner of the podcast listener league last year. I personally <laughs> am a, challenging you <laughs> to a one-on-one guillotine <laughs> league. So it's going to last one week. No, no, it's going to it's going to go the whole. Whichever one of us gets cut first, we'll kind of come up with some kind of bet. Just uh, just send us oh, a message between you and him. For yeah, this. just okay. just send in a message. Tell me you're you're in for it because you can't use your your crafty New Orleans drafting <laughs> strategy for this. So let's uh, let's give it a go. All right. Well, that's it, everybody. Until next time, be good. <laughs>